0: Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today I'd like to talk about the ideal framework. Now, this is really an addendum to the behaviour change episode where you can listen to my techniques and analysis on why I think people actually change their behaviours in real life. And why behaviour change is so important to living well is that unless we're able to really activate ourselves... Uh, to make changes, then we get stuck in this kind of cycle of procrastination, which I have done many, many times over many years. And this is a nugget from my book, The Health Fix, which is out in January 23, partly because I've had to use it myself. And I feel that it's really beneficial to hang your behavior change on a framework. And I think this is a really simple one. So I'm going to share it with you. So the first thing to say is that ideal is an acronym. And I'm going to go through what the letters stand for. So I is for identify, D is for define, E is for engage, A is for activate, and L is for look back. And many of you will know um, a lot of behavioural theory already. There are world experts out there like BJ Fogg and his motivation, ability and prompt model, which I think is great. But what I struggled with was really Putting that into practice. So, I'm going to give you a really simple example. You may have one or more of these in your life where you want to do something. It can be really simple. For example, making sure that your house is tidier than it is, or taking up running, or drinking more water. And for me, BJ Fogg's model, which I'm going to link to in the show notes, is fantastic. And the hardest bit for me is the last bit, the prompt, the thing that the thing that actually makes you do it and makes you do it now. It's all well and good having um, ideas about what you want to do, but actually doing it is the hard bit. So I'm hoping this framework helps you do that. So let's start with a simple example, which is taking up running. So you've identified that you want to do that. Now, before the identify stage, you will have had to come up with a reason why you want to take up running. It might be because your friends do it. It might be because you think that will make you fitter. It might be because it's something you've done before and you want to go back to it. But if you've identified it and you've bought into the fact that you want to do it, well done. That is step number one. That's the I of ideal. Identify what you would like to do more of in terms of a behavior change. So the next one, the D, which is define, is really chunking down on that. Um, You know that you want to take up running or run more, but defining it means actually coming up with one or two small changes that you can make to your routine. And again, this means thinking about your typical day. So for example, when you pop to the shop around the corner, could you run to the shop instead of walk? Is it that you want to run in a group like Parkrun? Or is it something you want to do alone where no one sees you doing it? It depends, we're all different people, aren't we? So defining the habit, in this case, we're using running as an example because it's a simple one, is really quite important. It gives it a bit more nuance and makes it more individual to you. So the next one is engage and engaging really means getting your mind in that space where you're actually really thinking about doing it and in order to do that you've got to do two things that there's a sort of second e within engage which is environment so you've got to prepare and control your environment to make it easy it's all the ease you know engage environment ease and for running that kind of means certainly for me that I've actually got running shoes that are near the door that I can easily get into some joggers or some shorts without any hassle rather than spending half an hour looking for them around the house. All sounds really simple, but it's amazing how these sort of simple things can be massive barriers. Those of you that have busy family lives like ourselves um, will probably relate to the fact that there's a lot of running around on on mornings, particularly if you don't get things prepared the night before. And when I'm talking about running, if you're planning on running in the evenings, you don't have to get anything ready the night before, but you've got to make sure that it's ready to go. Whatever you need in order for you to run is available to you and ready when you want to do it. And that is what I mean by engage. Then we move to the A for activate. And... This is really the doing bit, the bit that is hard. And the easiest way to do this, and this is based on behavioral science and BJ Fogg very much encourages this, which is where you add your new habit, the one that you want to do more of, which in this case is running onto an existing habit. Now, when when we talk about adding something onto an existing habit, the easiest thing to do is pick a habit that you're doing very regularly, preferably every day, because that way you'll get to run a little bit every day. So, for example, getting home from work. As soon as you get home from work, if you've got everything ready, that might be a good time to go running. But if you've decided it's going to be Saturday morning, then you've got to make sure that everything's ready on the Friday night, and that as soon as you wake up on Saturday morning, that waking up on Saturday morning is the prompt, is the trigger, the activation, if you like, um, for you to be able to go running. You can use digital prompts as well. I'm a real fan of things like watches and devices that give you a prompt to tell you to go running, a reminder, if you like, that pops up on your calendar and says, hey, this this is it, this is the time in the week that you said you'd go running. You can even set one every day just to remind you And it's almost, it's a bit like self-hypnosis. As soon as that alarm goes off or that reminder goes off, you know you've got to go. That's it. That's your cue. Now, life's busy. Sometimes it's impossible to do that thing absolutely at the same time every day because there are other things that interfere, um, emergencies come up, all sorts of things. Life is busy. But you know what? The odd day of not doing it doesn't really matter because the last bit which is look back um, is really a pat on the back, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and say hey you know what, you did it, you did that run well done and that very much ties in for me with um, that self-talk that self-compassion where you are acknowledging the fact that you've done this You, you planned on doing something and you've been successful at doing it and I tell you if you go through this framework, this ideal framework, it's really rewarding because you can, in a way, celebrate the fact that you've managed to implement a new habit. Just while we're on habits, so that I'm clear on what, what, what I mean by that, I'm not talking about anything that is really really huge you know like for example oh um i'd like to move house no that's not a habit that's um you know kind of a something in a a life plan an ambition if you like but um so i'm talking about those simple things like i don't know being being nicer to your children or drinking a bit more water or stretching or taking up yoga lessons online that kind of thing And the ideal framework for me is a mixture of getting, it's getting something from your mind into reality and making it happen in five really easy steps. So just to repeat what they are, it's identify what you'd like to do, define it by chunking down on the nuance of how and when you might want to do that. Then it's a case of engaging, and that means preparing and controlling your environment to make the change easy. Make it really easy, just whatever it is. If you, if you want to drink more water, make sure that you've got a big water bottle with you at all times. Next is the activation where you're actually doing it. It's all well and good having a shiny new pair of trainers or a a big water bottle, but actually unless you're going to use those, there's no point. So stick it onto an existing habit. Make sure you've got the prompts that you need, whether that's alarms or reminders or even post-it notes, just to make sure that you do it. And as soon as you get that activation prompt, it means you're doing it. You drop everything else and you do it. And finally, once you've done it, look back, pat yourself on the back and say, Well done, I did that. Now, some people will be thinking, hang on, what about habits that I want to drop or things that I want to not do as much Also, So two common ones that I hear about a lot are diet, including um, what we eat or alcohol intake, and also smoking, obviously, which is a really common one. It still works for things that you want to stop. Um, So, again, as long as you've identified that you want to do one of these things and you define it, again, the engaging part where you're preparing your environment is really key. You know, the the framework won't work if one of those elements is missing. Um, So, for example, if you want to drink less alcohol, don't have it in the house. Or if you're trying to Change what you eat. Um, There's a whole section in behavior change around replacements. And I did this many years ago. I used to work in Tottenham, and um, a lot of patients would bring biscuits and cakes into the practice. Um, And they'd bring them in so generously for for the reception team, but also a separate small amount for myself or, or. whichever doctor or nurse they were seeing. And, of course, if they're there, you just eat them. And I remember I got almost addicted to eating biscuits. But, you know, I felt really sluggish and awful after a while. And what I had to do was actually replace that with fruit. Um, A banana and an apple was what I eventually did. But, you know what, after a while, once you start to feel better after a week or two of doing that you realise that you've changed your habit. But again, it's the same framework. I had to engage, I had to activate myself by physically making sure that I put those biscuits away or put them somewhere else so that they were out of sight and that I had fruit with me instead. And I was chuffed. I really did look back and think, hey, I did that, because it's all, it's all too easy to carry on with bad habits. And a lot of them just creep in by stealth. It's something that just happens. I'm sure you've experienced this where you suddenly think, hang on a minute, I'm I'm actually eating a whole packet of biscuits a day. When did that happen? Um, So it's a framework that can enable you to add in a new healthy habit or fade out a bad one. So I hope that's made you think a little bit about things that you might want to introduce into your lifestyle or you might want to reduce. You know, I I like a quote, don't I? And um, there are so many on behavior change, but I've gone old school with this one. My favorite one is by Plato. And it's this. Human behavior flows from three main sources. Desire. Emotion. And knowledge. And if you think about what that ideal framework does, that is exactly what it's doing. It's turning a desire, which is fueled by knowledge, emotions are obviously involved, into something real, whether it's something you want to take up or something that you want to stop. Okay, that's enough for this week. Listen, thank you again for listening, as always. Do let me know if you have anything that you want me to talk about on this podcast I'm always open to suggestions it's summer at the moment Um, it's been such a busy week for me I can't tell you I won't bore you with the kind of week I've had I've had the massive high of my brother's wedding um, and also the disaster of spilling water on my laptop which means I'm using a, a very very old antiquated laptop for this I hope this comes out okay but anyway in the meantime until next week do take care, stay well, and I'll see you very soon. Bye for now. Hold up.